Father, thank you for bringing us to the end of this convention. We ask that this morning your sweet spirit teaches us your word. Grant us a heart that understands also. And at the end, we will give you all the praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. This morning, I want to um, teach you a little bit from the books I have written. Um, these are the latest books we have, The Mystery of the Prophetic. The Mockery of the Prophetic. of the prophetic now me bo modin atre wo enema kakra bi esanse me hu se mo mpese mo bekin kan now the problem with our culture is is an oral culture now yemai mu no kasa e na yepe it's um there's a difference between oral traditions and non oral traditions and so in oral cultures like Africa, some parts of Asia, South America, they they are not always reading. And see, a baby Asia, any America baby no one pet I can they would rather listen to Cantata. Watch a can drama. Listen to an Anansi story, a folk tale, rather than take a book to read. So you can sit in a VIP bus from Accra to Tamale. And you will not see more than five people reading for the entire 10 hours or so. Now, it is not that they are illiterates. You can sit on a flight from Accra to New York, uh, predominantly Ghanaians, and you will not see more than maybe 10% or so reading for the entire 11 hour flight. What's not it's a problem of the oral cultures. So you realize that the whole year you have watched more things than you have read a book. So I'm going to try and it puts pressure on the authors in this part of the world to do more. And just write. You have to find a way to express it, to teach it, and all that. So we're going to try and do that. The, the, the other thing is social media. Interestingly, people of oral cultures who do not commit to a habit of reading seem to like reading little snippets from social media. So I know there are people here listening to me from January to now. The only thing you have read were are things from people's uh, wall and WhatsApp. WhatsApp status so and Facebook wall. You don't like me now, but lift up your hand and say, I will try to read a little. I will try, try. try. So I remember we used to have a tradition of doing a book a month, you know, just to help. And we struggled a lot. Do you want us to continue? Okay, so Uh, Apostle, the mic, over to you. 
Today, I want to teach you. There's a lot of confusion, but that's not the reason I, I hesitated teaching this because there's a lot of confusion going on. But I mean, it's not why I'm teaching, but I just want to teach you this uh, about God, you, and the prophetic. The prophetic ministry has come under a lot of stress. In come say or how And um, whether people like it or not, most most people in the church love prophecies. As a matter of fact, those who really criticize it more secretly, they go and receive prophecies. So the prophetic ministry is suffering from both sides. Those who are the, you know, players of. And most of you have been running to hear prophecies in some places and you use it to live your life. That is also a cultural problem. Because our forefathers used to go, you know, it's called a visa. They go asking, they want to understand. They always thought that there was a spiritual meaning to everything. And so I know Christians, even modern day Christians, who when there's an issue, some of them go somewhere to ask. Some of them even take eggs and break it and curse people. These are those old cultural things that are still hidden in us. So I want to teach you about the prophetic ministry, and there are three broad areas of the prophetic. And it's good because after this uh, series of teaching, you will not fall victim to any of the abuses of the prophetic. So prophecy... Uh, first, we have the gift of prophecy. The gift of prophecy. That one is given to you by the Holy Spirit. Then we have the function of prophecy. And then we have the office of the prophet. Alright, First Corinthians chapter 12 Verse number four to six, King James Version. First, about the scriptures. Now, there are diversities of gifts. But the same spirit. So uh, you have to follow me well so that we get it and then we can move quickly. The diversities of the gifts are given by who? By the same word as the Holy Spirit, right? That is the pneuma, the Holy Spirit. Verse 5 says, and there are differences of administrations. Somebody say administrations. And that one is given by who? The same Lord. The Lord there is curious. It means Jesus, the Messiah, or Master. Gonna move fast, okay? And then there are diversities of operations. Say operations. And that is given by the same word, God. The word there is Theos. It means Father. Okay. Now. This, if you understand this, it will help us. You realize that the Holy Spirit gives gifts. It's called gifts of the Spirit. Then we saw that Jesus also gives gifts. And then we saw that the Father himself also gives 
some gifts called operations. Okay, so I'm going to explain the first one given by the Holy Spirit. That is the one everybody knows. There are nine gifts of the Spirit. Tell me, number one is what? Tell me, the Spirit of Wisdom. The Word of Knowledge, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse number 7 to 12. So we are going to learn the first one given by the Holy Spirit. So we have 9 plus 5 plus 7, 12, 21. So now we are looking at, so there are 21 total gifts and probably even more. Okay. It's not even 9. As for the 9, is the gifts of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 12. Seven says the manifestation, so he's talking about the spirit is given for everybody uh, to profit. To one is given the spirit of wisdom, the word of wisdom. Say word of wisdom. So we are doing the nine by the Holy Spirit, okay? And to another, the word of knowledge. By the same spirit. To another, faith. By the same spirit. To another, the gifts of healing by the same spirit. To another, the working of miracles by the same spirit. To another, prophecy. Say prophecy. To another, descending of spirits. To another, diverse kinds of tongues. And to another, the interpretation of tongues. Says, all these work together by the same spirit dividing to every man as he will for as the body is one and has many members all the members and all the members of that one body being many are one body so also is Christ so we see that the spirit gave how many gifts? nine somebody has a spirit of word of wisdom Somebody has word of knowledge. Somebody has faith. Somebody has prophecy. Somebody has healing. Miracles. Diverse tongues. Interpretation of tongues. These are the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now remember the first scripture we used. First Corinthians 12. It told us three different groups. Now baby, I can 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 and say gifts by the spirit administrations by Jesus operations or activities by the Lord so we've taken care of the Holy Spirit one and because I'm teaching on prophecy did you realize there was prophecy in that one okay so we are going to go to the second one by the father the Theos and that one is in Romans chapter 12 Verse number four to eight. And these are seven, I think so. Now For us, we you can use the New King James now. For us, we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function. So we be many are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another. Then verse six says, having then gifts. Different according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. Say, use them. So the purpose of the gifts is for you to what? Use them. Now, then he starts to list them. Okay? So somebody should, somebody should be counting these ones. He says, if prophecy, let us prophesy in the proportion of our faith. So prophecy is one. Okay? I say ministry, let us use it in our ministry. So say ministry. Then three, he who teaches in teaching, he who exhorts in exhortation, he who gives liberally, he who leads with diligence, and he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Seven different gifts are seen here. 
The first one is prophecy. Somebody has a gift of ministry. Somebody has a gift of teaching. Somebody has a gift of exhortation. Somebody has a gift of giving. Somebody has a gift of leadership. Somebody has a gift of mercy. Show him mercy. So sometimes if we bring somebody here who is struggling, okay? And the person doesn't have anything and you put a prophet there and somebody who has a gift of mercy, the prophet will just look at the person and say, oh, woman, I think that the problem is from here and here and here and here and finish and he'll go. He doesn't do anything again. But somebody who has the gift of mercy will look at that same person and say, how can I help you? I want to set you up for a business. I want to help you, give you some money. So as I'm teaching you this, you start looking well. You see that some of the men of God, they don't have any gift of mercy. It's only the prophetic that is operating and he says, pa, 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 then he goes away. As if he doesn't care about what you are going through. You see, but if you have somebody, even when you, are, when you get into a place and you, you see somebody with a spirit of leadership, now, so you are always blessed if you have a pastor who, in addition to his pastoral office, has that gift from the father, which is leadership. That one is a, a wonderful combination. You see? So... He was like a pastor. Now, why is it so for? He was an evangelist. Now, or you'll be out. Embodiment of his ministry was divided into five and released as gifts unto men. Now, bra or caught or strong in memono, such a diabodana, a woman in a yetitemu, and I had the money pie. So, Ephesians 4 services. He led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Who ascended on high? Was it the Holy Spirit? Talk to me now. Was it the Holy Spirit? Was it the Father? Who ascended on high? Yes. And the Bible is saying the one that ascended on high, who led captivity captive, he gave gifts also to men. We have seen the Holy Spirit give nine gifts. We have seen nine functions or operations from the Father. Seven here, thank you. And then we have seen five, we are about to see five gifts of Jesus Christ. He said that he himself gave some to be apostles. And some prophets, 
some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers. Then he says, for the equipment of the work of ministry, for edifying the body, till we all come in the unity of faith, you know, to the perfection of man, so that we should not be tossed like children to and fro by uh, every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, and by the cunning craftiness. Listen, he, he's saying that the, the purpose of these gifts is to deliver us from three things. Wrong doctrine. The cunning deceitfulness of men. And tricks, tricks in the ministry. So here in this one too, we see prophecy appearing in the name of a prophet. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, now I'll try and explain them a little bit and then we can go on from here. I, I probably will do this maybe in two Sundays or three Sundays. Under the first one, the one that the Holy Spirit gives, the nine. He didn't say prophet. He said the spirit of prophecy. So this, this gift can come on anybody. You don't need to be a prophet to have the gift of prophecy. Come on you, the spirit of prophecy, come on you. These people, these people, they act like occasional prophets. Occasional, once a while, once a while prophets. They don't, they don't prophesy every day. First Samuel chapter 10, verse number 5 to 6. And then we'll do 10 and 11. Okay? So, these, these, these people in this group are not full-time prophets. They are not full-time prophets. For them, they, you, you can have that gift. The spirit, the spirit of God comes upon them at a certain time and then they can prophesy. After that, they can prophesy again. You can move them, shake them, do it. He can't do anything. So the same, that thing happened to Samuel in uh, Saul in 1 Samuel 10. The Bible says that First uh, Samuel 10, he says that then the spirit of the Lord will come upon you. Verse 5, I said from 5 to 6, it says, after that you shall come to the hill of God, where the Philistine garrison is, and it will happen when you have come there, that you meet a group of prophets coming down from the high place. Verse 6, then the spirit of the Lord will come upon you, and you will prophesy with them, okay, and be turned into another man. Then let's go to verse 10. And when they came, when they came to that hill, there was a group of prophets, just like the prophet said, and they met him, and the Spirit of God came upon Saul, and he prophesied amongst them. Verse 11 says, And it happened when all who knew him formerly saw that he indeed prophesied among the prophets, that the people said one to another, What is this that has come upon the son of Kish? Now we at so a year saw about I what has come upon Saul. Say what has come upon Saul. So this one is it just is a once in a while thing. And when it comes upon the person. He can do anything the, the actual prophet does. He, he can tell you things. Even though they are normally limited to the edification, the Lord will bless you, the Lord is in his holy place, all of you be silent, God is going to do this. Uh -huh. So they are normally limited to that. They are the people that when we are sometimes doing worship, okay, then all of a sudden, you see that somebody say, 
Minerade, Minerade, I am the Lord, I am the Lord, I am the Lord. It happens here a lot of times. I think at one of our last services, one of the ladies, the spirit came up on her. She started running through the people, looking for people, looking for people. And when it comes upon them, it's like they are high. Oh, home neighbor so and I said, when you break. And then the spirit will do what he wants to do. After that, the spirit lives and they are very gentle people. Sometimes, sometimes they even feel embarrassed. Oh, where am I? Oh. Now, those people are not full-time prophets. They are not even part-time prophets. They are occasional prophets. Once a while. I pray that you receive that impartation. Because in the life of Saul, that was the only time the Spirit came upon him. He never did again. Then the second group in Romans 12 that we learned, those who are the work of ministry, say whether prophecy let them prophesy. They yeah. are also different from these people who have the impartation on them. Romans 12, 6. He says what? Let them prophesy according to what? The proportion of their faith. Those people, their ability to prophesy that they don't need the spirit to come upon them and they will shake, shake, and then run, run, and do. Ooh, ooh. There's a lady and the husband, they came to my wife and I. And whilst we were sitting there, the ladies just started, we were praying. Then she started doing. So I thought she was choking. So I was trying to <laughs> hurry up to get water. Then the husband said, Oh, no, 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 no. When the spirit of God comes upon her, that's her. She's like she wants to say something. She's choking. I say, hey, the old lady is serious. Awari fobi ba mi ne me yeng chay na ye bon pa ye no. Oba ni jene ba se o choki. So she was like, doctor. I was afraid, but when the things subsided, she told me things that no one knew. But those people are different from these ones who have this gift from the Father. That is for ministry. He says, whether it's prophecy, let them prophesy according to the proportion of their faith. Now, these people prophesy according to the level of their faith. And these people can prophesy many times than the Occasional people, the once a while spirit coming upon them. Because these guys, they don't really need any. <laughs> no. As, <laughs> as their faith, you see, when they come out of prayer and there's so much faith in them and they see you, they can tell you things and they don't, they don't predict. That one is for the third people. The first people, they will never tell you that this is going to happen, this is going to happen, and then your mother's house, and then this thing under the conco. No, 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 they don't do that. The first people, once the spirit comes, and then they begin to do... <laughs> then, I remember when we were young in the headquarters, there were some women, holy women. Charlie, once the worship is going on, you will just hear... It means what? My children. My children, my children, you are not saying it. My children. Sometimes that you hear somebody say, ni, 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 ni. that means careful, careful, careful. So you understand? That one is a gift from the Holy Spirit. But those that profess according to the portion of their faith, they don't need that coming on of the Holy Spirit. No. Now, most of the apostles have that grace. Apostles. They just look at you. They can even look at a dead person and say, come to life. That's here the Lord. It's not God saying anything. It's the proportion of his faith 
that makes him speak to the thing and then the thing will happen by my word there shall be no rain or dew on this land for three and a half years says the lord it's not god that said it to him it's not the spirit of god that came upon him and then he was like, no it was out of the proportion of his faith I pray that you get to that level. That you will look at situations and prophesy out of the proportion of your faith. Come to life. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Are you already seeing the differences where somebody's prophecy will come to pass and somebody's will not come to pass? I, I bless you a year by this time. Elisha, to the Shunammite woman. A year today, you embrace a son. The spirit didn't come upon him. Elisha, or Sam comes up by faith. Or didn't he did And a says, I'm coming. I'm going to be in a banner. So, all right. Then there is the third group. Now, Nipakua, I toss on me and saw those the gifts of Jesus Christ. Well, a yes to Christo, naturally, and offices, the apostles, prophets, and all that. Them, the, the prophet is an office, it's an administrative office. He doesn't need the spirit to come upon him and move. He doesn't need that. He doesn't need to do choking to tell you anything <laughs> you see this the office of the prophet they can prophesy anytime they want they are, they are, their duty is greater than the first two they don't, they don't wait for any impartation and then they are prophesying to is not dependent on their faith, the proportion of their faith. Even though those things can still happen to them. Whether he's in the spirit or not, whether he's faith, his genetic makeup is prophetic. And they, they are carriers of the word, the Rema word of God. Second Kings chapter 3, verse number 9. Second Kings chapter 3, verse number 9 to 17. Israel, Israel, King Ahab was facing a struggle. They had gone round, round the place for seven days. There was no water for them to drink, and they were struggling. The king of Judah, Jehoshaphat, joined him, and Ahab was worried they were going to die. And so Jehoshaphat said, Isn't there any prophet that we may inquire the word of the Lord from? Then somebody said, Oh, that is Elisha. No, be oh Elisha and the one that poured water on the hands of Elijah. There he is. Yeah, now Elijah and Look at verse number 12. He says, and Jehoshaphat said, The word of the Lord is with him. Now Jehoshaphat Listen, the word of the Lord is not with the first group of people. Those people that those are mothers and brothers and when the spirit comes upon them, they shake. No, they, they, are, they don't carry it just occasionally. Those that prophesy to according to their faith, they are not carrying the Rema word like these people who are true prophets. But the office of the prophet, like Elijah, Elisha, Isaiah, those people, they carry the word of God. 
Isaiah If you are with a true prophet, office of the prophet. Now we need deep And you enter a place and you are sitting there, you are talking. I, I can bet you sometimes he's not even seeing the people sitting there. He's just seeing something else. So, so that you have to call. <laughs> Now I'm saying these people don't need it. They don't need you to provoke anything for them to talk. So Elijah was actually angry with Ahab and he didn't want to prophesy to him. So he said that, go to the prophets of your mother and your father. Go and ask them for word. So keep following me, you know, ladies. Uh, and then um, he said, if it were not for Jehoshaphat, he would not say anything. So already this man is upset. He's angry. Go, go, go to, go to the prophets of your parents. Go to Jezebel, those people. Go to Baal and let them talk to you. So, so you have to try and cool me down. Come and cool me down. I'm very upset now. No, 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 no. I won't talk to him. cooling me down. You don't have to stop. He said, I won't talk to him. So we are talking to, I won't talk to him. Go to, go to the prophets of your parents. And he said, ah, if it were not for this man. Okay. Hey, get me somebody who can play music. Play music. Play music. Lift up the volume. So they start to play the music. But the way that thing is written, you may be confused. You may think that the whole the spirit of God was from the musician. Just, and as, as the musician started to play. Then the hand of God came upon Elisha. I need to break that down. Listen. The guy was angry. He was angry. So they are trying to calm him down. And I said, okay, okay, don't worry. Play some music for me. I need to act open some doors. I need to calm my nerves. The music was not the one that gave him the, the thing. That thing was in him already. The, the Rema word was in him already. It's a career of the word of God already. When he was angry, the word was in him already. Then he looked at the man and said, Lima, 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 that say the Lord. I want Ghana to listen because people would not have listened to an angry prophet prophet a minute ago you are not me I'm, so I'm so angry that's say the lord <laughs> you this guy that's say the lord <laughs> you shall not see wind you will see any rain but you have water I'm sure Ahab looked at you and said, Ah, look at you. The guy was just insulting me one minute. And now look at the things he said. We are on a desert land. There are no clouds. You yourself are saying you won't see clouds. You won't see rain. You won't see rain. But the water we need will appear. The full-time prophet can move from anger and still tell you the Rema word of God. His mood, his mood doesn't matter. He can, he can wake up from sleep and look at your face and say, that says the Lord. God may not be saying anything to him at the time. But the word is in him. By his makeup, he is prophetic. So when you give a football to Abedipele, he doesn't need to think. He just, and then the thing starts to move. But when you give football to Pakwesi, he will 
he will think whether I should use my leg to move the ball this way or that way. So there's a difference between the one that the spirit comes upon, that he can play the ball for one second, then he stops. Then the one when he trains more, and you give him the ball, according to the proportion of his faith and training, he will be able to play better. And then there is one, he doesn't need the spirit, he doesn't need training, He's, he was born a soccer star. The only thing he knows is, you give him a ball, and it's like he and the ball have some relationship. So he takes the ball, pa, 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 pa. then you are wondering, I, the guy didn't train, the guy didn't appear here. His makeup is prophetic. So, so he still hands in his pocket. They are trying to calm him down, and he said, you won't see any wind. Uh, it wasn't God by you. You go, you get the water you want. The kid was very confused. But it happened. The same thing happened to Naaman. He traveled long to see the prophet. prophet. Not occasional prophet. Or one. No, 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 no. When he got there, the man didn't even come out to meet him. Papa no tell him to go and wash. He should just wash seven times. I can bet you God probably never told Elijah seven times or something. No, he didn't. But by his makeup. The word that comes out of his mouth is actually the word of God. They are the mouthpiece of God. True prophets are the mouthpiece of God. I think it's First Samuel three seventeen or nineteen. He says, "For God was with Samuel, and he caused none of his words to fall to the ground." The words of true prophets do not fall to the ground. Because God and the entire makeup of them allows that word to come to pass. When, when he said, watch seven times. He didn't even come outside. He didn't, he didn't even pray. He said, by virtue of the gift of Christ in him, there is that testimony that bears witness that he is a carrier of disgrace. And so God will honor those words and not let it fall to the ground. May God bring you this gift. May you step into this gift. I said, may you step into this gift. These prophets can go more than edification, sanctification. They can actually predict events. Acts 11, 27 to 28. The Bible talks about a New Testament prophet called Agabus. The Bible says in those days, the prophets came from Jerusalem to Antioch. Then one of them named Agabus stood up and showed up. And by the spirit, he prophesied that a great famine was going to take place. Scripture says, and it happened in the days of Claudius Caesar. These full-time prophets, you cannot just relegate them to edification, sanctification. No, 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 no. Don't let the, the issues going on with false prophets, and I will take my time to explain it to you next Sunday. But if you see a true full-time prophet, 
There are ways to benefit from that gift of God in him that you will never know. Don't join the wagon of illiterates. Spiritual illiterates. Who are just lambasting prophets anywhere. No, 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 no. The, the true prophets Hosea 12 30 says by a prophet the, the Lord brought them out of Egypt and by a prophet the Lord sustained them the full time prophets they can do more many things than just the edification in church and sanctification messages. God is with those people. And Bible says, I remember they had gone to take some food and there was poison in it. Then they told Elisha that there is poison in the food. He said, just give me salt. Let's dive in the pot. I think it's look at Second Kings there about. Or see, or two, chapter two, three. Then he said, "Give me salt." Then, then he said, "That say the Lord." No, see, say never this. He did an act. Or or two, and a mom. And then he said, "That says the Lord." And or see, say never this. The poison is gone. And a poison. And a truly, yami. his words would not fall to the ground. Now no cray. Next time, no a bebem. You understand? They took him, 1 Kings 2, 2 Kings 2, 19. The men of Jericho took him there. He said, behold, man of God, the city looks pleasant. And uh, when you see it, it looks fantastic. But the water is not good. The ground is barren and it keeps miscarrying. He said, give me a new plate. Put salt in. He went to the edge of the, uh, the stream. He poured it there. Then he said, that saith the Lord. And sometimes you want to separate that prophetic act from the word that says the Lord because the critics are saying that the salt you put in the water was not necessary. Because the word he spoke was all. It's not true. And it is true. It's both ways. Jesus Christ healed many people without prophetic direction than he did with direction. Go and wash in Jordan seven times. Tell me what is it. Isn't it It is direction. It is give me salt, put it in that stream. It's direction. Jesus spits his son, turns and put it on the face. It's direction. I understand we are guarding against excesses and I've written a whole book about it. But I don't want us to be overly critical and ignore this gift of Christ. You understand? So, there are benefits of the prophetic. I'm speaking from this book. John appears by Jordan, and I'll close with this one, and then we continue next week. John obey Jordan in so. The issue is that you cannot just say words which are unsubstantiated. You see, the problems we have is the first group that the spirit comes upon them. If the thing happens in that person's life, one, two, three. Then the person starts to think he's a prophet. Those are when we are worshiping, then the, the presence will come on them. Then, the, <laughs> so even people start calling them prophet. You are not Odi. So, you see, when it happens, you die. 
some of them even break away and go and start a church. You, you have see. to start a church because the spirit came upon you and you moved, <laughs> and then you prophesy. So right now you are going to start a church. Ebi no mumu ba wo so na wo she unko ma pe na watu wohu wa kose asori ase enye saane tiye. Then the other problems also come when those that prophesy out of the faith also take it extreme. Even when their faith is zero, because the things have happened before. Oh brother, shake it, take it, the bruta bruta pa. Ebi no mumu swa. According to the measure of your faith, that you are you are struggling. So faith is not there. But you look at the person's dressing. This one is open door for America. Look at the other one. See you. It's a lot of struggle. No, you are not a prophet. You are not a full-time prophet. And the problem we are having in the Christendom is the first group and the second group, they are all talking. Now, how I work Those are the spirit to come upon them like this. Then they'll stand. Yeah, that's said a lot. That said a lot. They are also not talking. Even when the spirit has not come on them. Those are prophesied out of the proportion of the faith. They are also talking down. And then those who can talk at will are also talking. What's the problem with the third group? Deuteronomy 18. Okay, so verse 20 to 22, and I'll close with that one. You want me to, next week we'll continue this, right? And then I will change. If you don't see yes, then I will not. It says, but the prophet who presumed to speak a word in my name, which I have not commanded him to speak. Now, I have two minutes, so let me tell you this. How does a full-time prophet prophesy? Those who, they don't need anything to talk. Okay. They can speak by inspiration. Inspiration. And he can also speak when there's a clear word. That way he hears God himself says. So I think when you read scriptures, I'll show you next week. I think it was Hananiah, one of the prophets. Uh, yeah, I think David wanted to build a house and he told him that go ahead and build it. Then when he went home, the Lord came to him and said that, go and tell him that he cannot build my house. Meanwhile, the first time David spoke, he said, oh, go ahead, says the Lord. You can build it. Then when he went home, God appeared to him and said, hey, hey, hey go and tell him you cannot build it. So the first time he spoke by inspiration. And then the second time, God himself came. Okay. The word that God himself says to the prophet to say, it can never fail. Never. If God comes to tell Prophet Morris that KYZ will be president next year, if God says to him that word can never fail, it will not change. It will not change. When, when the scripture we're reading, Second Kings 3, about Elisha, when he prophesied about the water, then he said that, and don't worry, I think the verse 15, 16 downwards. He said, this Moabites too, God would give them into your hand. But when Israel, after they got the water miracle, 
And then they were going to fight the Moabites. As they were defeating the Moabites, the king of Moab took his only son. And then he sacrificed him on an altar. Look, look he said, it is a simple thing for the Lord to do. He will also deliver the Moabites to you. But once, whilst they were winning, the king sacrificed his only son. And the Bible says there was indignation in the heavens against Israel. And the moment it happened, Israel started going back. And Israel and they didn't win and they returned home. And see, when Dean Kunim and I will the man spoke. Papa Nikasai. The first thing appeared, water came. The second thing he spoke didn't happen. Because he spoke himself. And I'm saying, then I want Dean Nikasai. If Yahweh Adonai says to you, Nelson said, Onyami and Kasa, and it it cannot fail. The problem we are having today is this. They are not being truthful to themselves and to the public. Mixing their inspiration and calling their inspiration that say it, the Lord. That is all. That's the problem. It's finished. Because Deuteronomy 18 20 said that the prophet who speaks a word in my name which I have not commanded. Now Deuteronomy or see Midimu He says that prophet, you should not fear him. And he has spoken presumptuously. Go to the next verse. He's, he, he's, and, and the word presumptuously means that he has gone out of his boundaries. He has gone out of limit. And this is I want to but a presumptuous prophet is not a false prophet. No, listen he says, if somebody speaks that I have not commanded, and he speaks, he went out of line. Now, he, he left a boundary. But not every presumptuous prophet is a false prophet. You understand that? Okay, so that's where I'll end here today, and I will continue the teaching next week. And you have to remember that there are three broad areas of the prophetic. Now, if somebody that the Spirit comes upon comes to you and starts predicting events to you, be careful. Those that use their faith, like I explained you, the football. They, they, they want to show even when they have not trained for 10 years they want to prove like because they did it last time they want to move the ball up and it, it won't happen it's right clap your hands for jesus clap your hands for jesus so i, I preach from this one and uh, I will continue uh, next week and tell you about the sources of prophecy. Of prophet, yeah, prophecy. And um, remember when Jesus asked Peter something, and Jesus said, "Flesh and blood did not reveal this to you." So sometimes flesh and blood can reveal things to people. Okay. And another thing I even wanted to tell you is that today you hear somebody say, "I'm a major prophet." Major one, major two, is part of the excesses. Okay? Uh, pastors and prophets who use 
aliases, nicknames. They have a problem. Yeah, because the, the sacredness of this office, it doesn't require nicknames. No, the name pastor is enough. The name prophet is enough. You don't have to add prophet and then you write into bracket El Supremo or El Magnifico or prophet one or uh, you know how are you prophet one how are you major prophet because in the bible major and minor was based on their writings so a major a minor prophet just writes about one to a few chapters but those who write a lot of chapters like isaiah ezekiel you know those with jeremiah they are major prophets so if you come and tell us that you are major prophet but you have not written anything also we are not adding to the bible so it's it's actually wrong to start with but they say that to show that they can prophesy deep and more things okay so what they're actually doing is that they are grading the holy spirit remember or see given by the self and same spirit to all so the same spirit gives pastor isaac an ability to say some things and then he gives pastor charles a deeper ability to say certain things if he comes and says i'm major He's trying to ridicule the work of the Spirit in this one. You understand? So that is also an abuse. Okay? But let me just lay this foundation for next week that we are in a different dispensation. Okay? Where going for consultations may not be too necessary. I'm not saying they are not necessary. They may not be too necessary because of the Spirit at work in all of us now. Do you understand? So I'll try and explain these things well. But for today, we've seen the different groups. We've seen that those who have the office, they don't need motivation to prophesy. And so when you read my books, you realize there are some passing prophets. Elisha was passing by the Shunammite. But he had the answer for that woman. He doesn't need to go and fast and come. So many of you have already missed your miracle because a prophet passed by you and you judge him and say, oh, this one. But the thing in him could help you. Hallelujah. May God bless you today with the prophetic. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands and let's pray and receive the giftings of the Holy Spirit now. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Spirit of shelter, daily everything. How many people here cannot speak in tongues? If you cannot speak in tongues, lift up your right hand. Let me see. If you cannot speak in tongues, lift up your hand. Let me see. One, two, three. Okay. Good. All right. An impartation of the spirit okay it will be said of you like they said about Saul. and what is this that has come upon so something will come upon you today and i'm asking god that these nine gifts of the holy spirit or the seven gifts of the father or the five of the lord jesus christ at least you will get some one or two in them are you ready so i want to lift up our hands and sing that the spirit of god should fall fresh on you are you ready are you ready Good. Thank you. Begin to thank him. Thank him. Pray now. Thank him. Thank him. Come on, Father. We thank you for today. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your grace. Thank you. Come on. Come on.
Lord, won't you pour out on us? Pour your love on us. Won't you pour out on us? Pour your love on us. Pour your love on us. Pour out on us. Won't you pour out on us? Pour your love on us. Won't you pour out on us? Won't you pour out on us? Pour your healing on us. Won't you pour out on us? Pour your healing on us. Lord, won't you pour out on us? Pour your glory on us. Won't you pour out on us? Come on, you ask it. Pour your glory on us. Lord, won't you pour out on us? 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 Pour it on. Pour it on. Pour it on. Pour it on. We're ready. Pour it on. Pour it on. You have our attention. Pour it 